Welcome to a shorter than usual episode of The Power of Three. This is one of those episodes that we all dread having to do when we lose a member of the Doctor Who family. And in this case, we're remembering the late Jackie Lane, who played Dodo Chaplet. Born in July 1941, she passed away just three weeks short of her 80th birthday on June the 23rd. As you'll probably know, Dodo was a companion of the First Doctor and a regular in the programme in its third season, from February to July 1966, featuring in six stories and 19 episodes. Sadly, only three of these stories in which Dodo appeared as a regular are complete in the BBC archive, The Ark, The Gunfighters and The War Machines, as well as an episode of The Celestial Toymaker. In the real world, after leaving Doctor Who, Jackie became a theatrical agent, representing Tom Baker and Janet Fielding, as well as Nicholas Courtney. In 2013, she made a surprise appearance, passing along anniversary greetings in Doctor Who The After Party, marking 50 years of Doctor Who after the day of the Doctor was shown. My usual co-conspirators are here today, Tom Harris and David Steele, and we're going to pay a short tribute to her and chat about Dodo as a character. Tom Harris, you're with us today. What do you remember about Dodo? I wasn't particularly aware of her um, until I did my, you know, inevitable watch through of the early episodes. And, and that is because if you remember at the, at the beginning of the Doctor Who paperback publications, which is how I got to know Ben and Polly, so I got to know Jamie and Ian and Barbara, you did that through the Target novelizations. But by the time I stopped collecting the books, there hadn't been a single Doctor Who novel that had Dodo as, as one. In fact, Stephen also. Dodo certainly hadn't made an appearance in the books. So she wasn't one of those, those companions that, that I was particularly familiar with. When I did my watch through, I, it turned out that some of, the, some of my favourite Hartnell stories were during her presence on the show. Uh, I know that the arc is not regarded for some reason by fans as a particular classic. I loved it. I just thought it was one of the most interesting, innovative stories that, that from the entire Hartnell era. I thought it, it wouldn't be out of place in the new Doctor Who era because it just, you know, it, it, it explored some really big themes that hadn't really been tackled before by the show. And also the gunfighters, which I love. I, I absolutely love The Gunfighters. I think it is a brilliant, very funny, very clever uh, story. And Dodo is brilliant in that, as is Stephen, as is uh, Peter Purvis. And, and of course, so, so is, is William Hartnell. So, uh, and there were others, you know, I mean, obviously you know, the one that she appeared in at the very end is a very poignant moment for the whole show because you get that speech by William Hartnell uh, and then you get her oddly walking into the TARDIS for no particular reason other than that she may well be a direct descendant of one of the characters we've just met during the, the massacre uh, in, in France. And and what is peculiar, and I wonder if she ever you know, gave an interview to express this, her, both her arrival and her departure were not well handled. And, and I find that very odd for, for any companion. But, you know, her, her, her arrival was odd enough, but her departure, you don't really see. It's not really, I mean, there's an explanation, but you don't, she doesn't say cheerio to any of, to the doctor or to Ben and Polly or 
and it was very badly handled. I think I've said this before on this this uh, podcast. Sometimes the way the BBC treated actors was not great, and it wasn't respectful of them. And I don't think she was treated particularly respectfully at the end uh, in the War Machines. But but I have very fond memories of her. I thought she was a really good companion. Uh, she had some great episodes, and she was an important part of those early years. Also with us, it's David Steele. I really like her. I think she's very funny. Her and Peter Purvis make an excellent sort of double act. We're not able to watch the massacre, but we can we can listen to it. And you know, it's I think it's it's well known that she was originally sort of one of the actors that was considered to play Susan. But then obviously, they, you know, Caroline Ford got the gig, and they you know they obviously kept Jackie in mind and, and got her back a couple of years later. I think, as I say, she's her and Purvis are a, are a brilliant team. You know, their relationship kicks off right from the start of the arc when when he, he tries to chin her for, for running off unaided. There's some really, really funny scenes together with them, the gunfighters. They spend the bulk of the Toymaker together playing the games. Um, it's it's a shame. She's only actually in, I think, 19 episodes altogether, which might, if you count Katarina and Sarah Kingdom, they're the, probably the shortest companions, but as they're not companions, I don't count them. So I think Dodo has the shortest run of any companion. I think Melanie is in something like 20 episodes. So maybe beats her by one. So it's it's, it's quite interesting to, to consider in that regard when several other companions stayed for quite a few years. I, I like Jackie a lot. You know, it's it's a shame that Ennis Lloyd or whoever it was when, when they took over from um from John Wiles just decided to treat her so badly. I'm, I'm sure it's on record that she got a letter of apology and it was a case of right place, wrong time sort of thing. It's, it's it's my hope that you know the savages turns up at some point and the toy maker turns up so we can see some more of her because there's a brilliant scene in the savages when the doctor's gone off exploring at the start and the doc and Stephen and Dodo are left behind and Stephen gets a bit antsy and Dodo sort of thinks right we should go and look for him and Stephen doesn't want to do this and Dodo sort of says something like do you only do you only do what the doctor tells you setting up Stephen's departure and making him sort of think about if he's you know. Is he his own man or is he just the doctor's sort of sidekick? And that's that's a nice sort of quite a, a significant sort of dramatic scene that she's involved with. And as we say, the war machines, it's crazy how she just sort of disappears halfway through. Um, it's a shame that she didn't get a scene, you know, they didn't film a scene at the, the time of the of the arrival or whatever, just to kind of have her scene cheerio. And it's, I wonder what viewers at the time sort of felt. I wonder if viewers felt shortchanged because it's it's quite awkward. You know, as, as we talked about, like, you know, the... Um, and previously in the past, her character was kind of was built on and, and used, shall we say, in the, the Virgin Doctor Who books and put through the ringer a little bit. I think star, she was sort of the, the star of the Man in the Velvet Mask Missing Adventure. And it sort of entered into the sort of the fan sort of consensus that she got up to some monkey business, shall we say, which left her with um with some trouble. And there was another book that Virgin published called Who Killed Kennedy, which gave her an even more undignified and abrupt exit than the war machine so it's it's my hope that now that Big Finish are starting to use her that they'll, they'll do a bit more and explore her and give the character a bit more you know to do now that um that, that Jackie's no longer with us and can't do it herself yeah I mean I always thought she came across on screen as she had a cheeky charm quite warm and friendly just a happy-go-lucky kind of character I mean you think you look at the opening scene in the arc when Hartnell says to her what are you doing wearing those things? Have you been fruitling about in my wardrobe? And she's just given <laughs> just a wonderfully cheeky look, just got that lovely 60s look. And you look at her comedy timing throughout the gunfighters, they're definitely having a laugh, particularly with her and Peter Purvis. And then in the war machines, she's got really good double act going with Polly. 
And yeah, she definitely has an undignified departure. She definitely deserved better, given that you know she stuck with the doctor, and um, they do have a a nice bit of chemistry when they go off at the start of the War Machines. She's somebody who I never met. I never saw her at a convention. I know that Big Finish did try to interest her, but she just wasn't. She didn't have any feelings towards reprising the part and playing her again. And then, of course, we got the surprise appearance from her in Doctor Who: The After Party for the 50th anniversary, which was quite, quite right. a surprise when not something you expect Wait. to see. That was that was lovely. That was um that was really exciting. And it's I mean it's, it's it's something to think about because you know we think about Doctor Who as being the be all and end all and, and very very important. But you know to to someone like Jackie, it was a job she did probably for what four or five months. In 1966, so it's probably it'd be like me going to an Abbey National convention and talking about the three months I did Abbey National in East Kilbride. It's not a massive part of my life, you know. It's I think we sometimes as fans maybe forget that to act, a lot of the actors it is just a job. I can't honestly criticise her for having that attitude. I mean, it, it was a long time in her past when Doctor Who fandom sort of became organised, and you know, while other actors kind of were happy to get involved in and came along, she didn't want to do it. And, and you know what, that's that's fine. There is that Myth Makers interview where they do that bizarre thing where they cut out her head and have her floating in space. But you get a really good sense of her from that. And I can't imagine that anything else that she would have had to say would have been too different from that. That's definitely worth checking out, folks, if you haven't seen it, by the way. It's very good. Mr Briggs does a nice job. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Just thought it'd be appropriate just to pay our own wee tributes to the late Jackie Lane. Absolutely. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Who are you? Where's the telephone? What did you say? The telephone. I've got to ring up. Oh, pull yourself together, child. I, I think you've made a mistake. Who are you? Are you the police? Oh, good gracious, of course not. <laughs> well, this is a police box. It says so outside. Yes, yes, I, I know, but uh, it isn't if... Uh, you know what I mean. Now run along and find another police box. In any case, child, what do you want to do with the police? Hmm? There's been an accident. A little boy's been hurt and I've got to phone the police. Oh, well, I'm afraid I can't help you. No, you must run along and phone the police somewhere else. And at the same time, phone for an ambulance. Wait a minute. If this isn't a police box, where is it? I know are you. Well, my dear, I'm a doctor of science and this machine is for travelling through time and uh, relative dimensions in space. Now you... Come again? Oh, never mind, my dear. Never mind. Run along. There's something <laughs> odd going on here. Oh, please, child. Doctor, quick. You've got to take off. Oh, so you come back, my boy. Yes, yes, I've come back. We can't go into that now. There are two policemen coming over the common towards the policemen target. Policemen coming here? Yes. Good gracious, they want to use the telephone. Exactly like it. was close. Well, tell me, young man, what made you change your mind? Hmm? How did you get in here? On me feet, same as you did. Do you realize what's happening? We've taken off. We could land anywhere. We're really traveling. Where to? We're traveling in time and space. We're not on Earth anymore. We, we could land anywhere in any age. Tell us another one. 
Doctor, how could you? What else could I do, dear boy? You don't want a couple of policemen aboard the TARDIS, do you? You know you're the most inconsistent young man. Just now you were telling me off for not having that chaplain going aboard. Ah, oh, that was different. This is no joyride, you know. You may never get home again. I don't care. What about your parents? I haven't got any. I live with my great aunt, and she won't care if she never sees me again. No, no, you see, all this fuss about nothing. <laughs> and don't you think she looks rather like my grandchild Susan? Hmm? You forget, I've never met your granddaughter. Oh, no, 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 of course not, no. <laughs> yes, but she does, you know. What is your name, child? Dodo. What? Dorothea, really. Dorothea Chaplet. Chaplet? Yes, but uh, you're not French, are you? Don't be daft. My granddad was, though. Doctor? It's not possible, is it? Chaplet and great, great... Yes, yes, it is possible, my boy. Very possible. Welcome aboard the TARDIS, Miss Dorothea Chaplet. Dodo. Oh, my dear, my dear. <laughs> Doctor Who's adventures continue with a new story next Saturday at 5.15.